0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Fort Road Victory Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or get connected, please head to our website at frvc.ca. Now on with the sermon. So I am just as excited as you are right now to share this today. That's some sarcasm. This is a subject that a lot of preachers, including myself, don't want to talk about. A lot of people in church don't want to hear. And I think, like, if you you haven't clued in yet, we're going to be talking about giving. But... We're not just talking about money. We're also talking about time and talent. And I think many churches have done a bad job with the subject. Because Jesus actually talked about this 25% of the time. Twenty-five Think about that. 25% of the time he talked about money. He talked about giving. And for some reason, even in myself, like when I hear a church talk anything about giving, I'm like, really? Shut up. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear this right now. There's something in me because I think churches have had I've not done the best job sharing on the subject and there are people that have been manipulated there's people that have been abused and guilted into giving and the goal with this series called code blue is not to guilt anybody into giving it's actually to set people free from any guilt or condemnation they might have in this area because god doesn't want us to give because we have to he wants us to give because we want to code blue is actually a medical term It it refers to cardiac arrest or like a heart attack because this issue, this area is all about the heart. And I wanna say this so it's very clear. I'm not saying if you're rich or poor, you have to give more, no. It doesn't matter what's in your bank account if your heart's the thing that's bankrupt, okay? This is all about the heart. This is all about the heart. Some of us here are very uncomfortable right now, like, oh, I don't wanna to listen to this. You might be clenching your butt cheeks, like, oh, I, don't, I just don't wanna to listen to Quinn right now. Okay, I just wanna say this, relax. Take a big, deep breath. Breathe out. This is going to be a blessing today. We are, we are doing this series to give a fresh perspective to people and set people free in this area. It's funny. Like, when I gave my life to Jesus, when, when I said, yes, God, I'll follow you, this is like the area that he's finally just starting to get a hold of in my life. You know, for most of us, I think about, like, my dad's here actually today. He's in the front there. Um, woo! Um, I think, I think uh, yeah, it's good um i think about my parents you know and i I know their hearts are full of love but if you're a parent here you know just think about it when you give your life to jesus like god you can you can have my time i'll come to church you can have my kids you know we're very quick to give certain things up to god but this is one of the areas where it's like one of the last ones to get a hold of because when it comes to money when it comes to our time or our talent it's like i don't want to give this to you god this this is this is mine there's, there's actually something fractured in our hearts in this area. The reason why this is called Code Blue is because it's all about the heart. Because I can give a tithe or an offering, I can give my time, I can serve, but I'm not, not actually give, truly. Because it's actually about why I'm doing it. The action, yeah, God will reveal my motive in doing the action, but he, he actually wants my heart. The title of the sermon today is all about the heart. And here's the premise of this whole series. It's that we are blessed to be a blessing. You know, some of us here don't feel blessed. I'll be honest. Some days I really don't feel blessed. I'm like, God, I don't have enough money in my bank account. God, I don't have enough time to do the things I want to do. And God's like, Quinn, the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is green right now. Change your perspective. I am your provider. I'm your God. And some of us need to have that new perspective, that God is our provider, and he has our backs. And even though it's hard, he is still God, and he is still trustworthy, he is still faithful. Come on, somebody, give God a shout of praise like you believe it. Come on, when I was studying for this, I cried a lot because God was dealing with me. Because yeah, I've been tithing and giving, but he's like, yeah, you've been doing it for the wrong reasons though. You've been doing it because you've had to do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you're right. He's like, the reason why is because you still don't believe I'm your provider. You believe that you have given yourself everything you have. Success is not bad. money's not bad. God, God doesn't hate those things. But the thing that he does hate is the sin of loving money, the sin of loving my time, the sin of loving fame or power. That's what he hates. Those things aren't bad, but they become bad when they're elevated above God. Because when they're elevated above God, there's something broken in my understanding of who God is. When those things are elevated above God, I no longer actually believe he's my provider. I no longer believe that he is generous and that he is good. And that's what we're dealing with in this series. So if you're a guest here, I'm just telling you this, God does not want your money. He wants your heart. If you've been coming here for a while, same message. God does not want your money. He wants your heart. Do not give if you feel obligated to give, if you feel like you have to. Give your time, finances, whatever it is, because you want to. Because God has given it all for you. That's what this series is about. And I think we should be excited to hear sermons on giving. This is something I should be excited to hear and you should be excited to hear. This is going to be a new perspective on giving. So be excited. God's going to do some incredible things in this series. So, definition of greed. I got one from the wonderful place called Google. So... Google defines greed as an intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. And in my study, you know, in the book of Luke, Jesus actually says there's many kinds of greed. And while I was studying, I found out greed's not just money. It can also be possessions or fame or power. And listen to this, it can also be people's attention or people's compliments. It's crazy to think about, I can be greedy for those things. It could be gifts another person's time. So greed's not just money. It could be compliments, recognition, it could be all those different things. And then generosity. Generosity, biblically speaking, is giving more than what's expected. Because I want to, not because I have to. And when, when I'm a greedy person, you know, it's, it's always self-centered, like I have to fulfill something in myself. But the funny part is, is I'm never actually satisfied. That's why you see a lot of famous and successful people commit suicide and are depressed because they finally attained the thing they were going after, and it's not enough to fill their heart? Money should not rule us. We should actually rule it, because God owns it all. It's a tool. We're not the tool. Come on, does does it rule your heart? Is God truly your provider, or do you just say that with your mouth? God wants to shift hearts in this church throughout this series. He's been shifting minds. I want to just, like, talk about some recent examples for me about where I've been selfish. Because if anybody knows me, I'm pretty selfish, right? Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, I, love, I love the support. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a pretty selfish guy, to be honest. Like, if you ask me to give you a ride, you know, I, my usual answer is no. Okay? And here's my thinking. I'm like, well, I had a long day. I'm busy. I wanted to stay home and sleep and rest and read. No one can tell me how to spend my time. I am not helping you figure out your own life. That's, that's honestly my thinking, and God's been challenging me. You know, Quinn, it's not, it's not something you have to do. I've given you the opportunity to bless that person. Look at it that way. It's an opportunity. It's not something you have to do. So God's been challenging me. Even this week, there's been people that have asked for my help, and I've been like, oh. And then God's like, Quinn, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. So God's been dealing with my selfish heart with my time. Um, I'm sure you can think about yourself as well, like where you've been selfish, either with your time, your finances, a talent you may have. I'm sure we can all think of something. I I can even think of my childhood, okay? So this is a little bit of a funny story. Um, Basically, I'm from New Brunswick, and I went to a church there growing up. And I actually invited my best friend at the time, Brenton, to church with me. He did not know Jesus. I finally got him to come to church, and what happened was, it was like a special event, so there was a bunch of chocolates on the front of the stage, and I love macaroons. Macaroons are so good. Like, I, I was just like, yes, I, so the whole service, I ignored what the pastor said. I ignored what, the, like, the worship team was doing. I was just eyeing that, those macaroons, like, oh, yeah, I want that. I forgot my best friend was there, you know, it was kind of, it kind of bad. So, at the end of service, I ran up to get those macaroons. Right away, got it, was holding onto it tight, and like, thank you, Jesus, I got what I wanted. And my best friend, he got something that he was allergic to. So he comes up to me, like really sad. He's like, Quinn, I can't have these. Can you can you please give me give me your chocolates? And I just looked at him, dead stare. The devil is using me. And like no. He asked again, Quinn, come on, please give me the chocolates. Looked at him again, I said, no. So after a while, our moms got involved and uh, eventually I did give the chocolates, but it felt like something was being ripped out of my heart. And I don't think I got to enjoy chocolate that day. I was a little bit selfish and greedy. So this is like, this is something that we're actually born with. We're born broken in this area. We're born believing that God is not our provider. And God actually continually reveals to us that he's always giving, he's always providing. Even when it's hard, he's still faithful. Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Jesus said this, and you know how it works, it's not like, like, okay, my heart's gonna be with my money. It's like, no, where I put my money is where my heart's gonna follow. So this is going to be a very savage question for some people here. It challenged me. If you look at your credit card statement, what does that say about your priorities? You know what's challenged me? I'll be honest. My priorities have been here. I'm being really honest here. God's been been challenging me. And he's like, no, I want to be your priority. You're giving, but I want you to think about how you're spending your money. I want you to put more towards... My kingdom. I want to challenge you to make me the number one priority. So think about your credit card statement. What does that say about your priority? Is God your priority? Or is something else your priority? Is something else the thing that you love above all? I even think about this verse with my time. If you wrote out for a whole week what you did with your time, what would that say about what your priorities are? So you have work. But what about when you're not at work? What are your priorities? Are your priorities your children? Which is a good thing. Are your priorities volunteering? Like, what, what, what is your priorities? Is it just sitting at home, watching TV? Like, I don't know. But what does it say about your heart? What is the thing that you prioritize? Jesus is challenging us here. And okay, look at where your money's going. Look at where your time's going. Look at where your talent's going. And that's gonna actually tell you where your heart is. Because I can say all day, God, you're number one but if I look at my credit card statement or I look at how I spend my time, that's gonna actually tell me if that's true or not. Because I'm not playing church. I don't wanna play church. I don't wanna just give God my lip service saying he's number one in my life. I want it to actually be real. And I'm sure you guys do too. And I really wanna help you understand this with the concept of giving. So have you guys ever done a gift exchange? Yeah, okay, I've done a few. Um, there was one in high school that I did. And to be honest, when I do a gift exchange, I'm selfish. So if I don't get a person that I like, I'm like, oh, really? So I, I drew this guy's name. I'll just call him Jim. So Jim, I get Jim. I'm like, oh, I have to spend $5 on this guy, really? Okay. So I get him like a Rubik's Cube or something. I, I think it was a Rubik's Cube. When the, when the gift exchange came, you know, I am just give it to him. I'm like, okay, here you go, Jim. There was a little bit of regret in my heart. Now imagine this. What if a girl that I had a crush on, I got her name, right? I probably would spend more than $5 on the gift. And when I give it to her, I'm not gonna regret it either. I'm gonna be like, here you go. Can I have your number? Right? I want us to understand this, that God does not want us to give because we're obligated to give or guilty to give. He wants us to give because we want to. I want to give to God because he is my number one. He is my all. He's given it all for me. So I'm just going to give back to him because he's just so good. That's the heart motive that he wants us to have. And again, I can give without giving. I can tithe and give offerings without truly giving. God wants our hearts. Andy Stanley says this. Greed says, I owe me. Greedy people believe they deserve every good thing that comes their way. Right? God has given it all. He continues to give it all. It's all his anyways and he's worthy of our worship and our praise. I just want to add some balance before I dive really deep into scripture. If you feel convicted today to give, don't be dumb. Okay? Like, budget out your money. Don't, don't, don't just like Go into debt because you're convicted. Like, actually figure, okay, can I actually afford this? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying go into debt. That's actually not biblical. Please, please be smart with your money still. But if God's challenging you to spend less money at Starbucks so you can give more, then, then do that. But don't go into debt doing this, okay? So the reason why I should give is very simple. It's because God gave it all. Jesus Christ gave it all on the cross. And I give because I'm thankful. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave. I give because God is generous. And the funny part is, is that God gave on a maybe. There's no guarantee that I or you would actually accept the free gift of salvation. He didn't give because of a benefit that he'd get. He gave because he wanted to. He doesn't need me or you. He's just, he would be good without any of creation. He's good by himself. But he gave freely because he wanted to. There is no, there's no real benefit for him. He's good by himself. And God gave to us on a maybe. And the reason why I give is because I'm created in the image of God. And God wants me to be like him. So giving freely, not to get anything back. Matthew 6, 1-4. Be careful when you do good things. Don't do them in front of people to be seen by them. If you do that, then you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to the poor, don't be like the hypocrites. They blow trumpets before they give so people will see them. They do that in the synagogues and on the streets. They want other people to honor them. I tell you the truth. Those hypocrites already have their full reward. So when you give to the poor, give very secretly. Don't let anyone know what you are doing. Your giving should be done in secret. Your father can see what is done in secret and he will reward you. So I can give without giving if I'm giving so people will see it. If I'm giving so people will recognize how awesome I am. Okay, I started giving on PayPal because that's actually an issue for me like with the tithes and offerings, I started giving on PayPal because that's a real issue. I'm being very honest with you guys. So I can give without giving based on my, why I'm giving in the first place. My question to you is, are you giving because you wanna give back to God or are you giving to look good? Are you giving because you feel like you have to? What is your motive? And if you can't do it with the right motive yet, then I'll encourage you, don't give right now. Figure out that motive and then give. Okay, you just heard that at church, don't give money. Oh my gosh, okay. Don't do it until you got that right heart. Okay, continuing on. Verse 19a. Don't store treasures for yourselves here on earth. Then verse 24. No one can be a slave to two masters. He will hate one master and love the other. Or he will follow one master and refuse to follow the other. So you cannot serve God and money at the same time. So with greed, you know, money is usually the biggest issue. But there's other things. Jesus says in the book of Luke that there's many types of greed. So you cannot serve God and people's respect of you at the same time. You cannot serve God and fame at the same time, okay? There's many different types of greed. I can give to get something still, and that's not truly freeing. That's actually still guilt and condemnation. And we need to stop, like, we need to stop looking at what other people are doing and look at ourselves first. That's what I've had to do when I've studied, because like it's very easy for me to see what someone else is doing wrong But if I actually looked at myself, I'd be like, oh shoot, (laughs) I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. Hebrews 13, five, keep your lives free from the love of money. And I'll reword that, keep your lives free from greed of any kind and be satisfied with what you have. God has said, I'll never leave you. I will never abandon you. My main point today is this, true generosity is when I give to give, not to get. I'm going to do an object lesson, because I really want to make sure that people kind of, you guys get this, because this is is so important to understand. So I'm actually going to ask my friend Allie to come up here. She was actually baptized last month. So give her a hand as she comes up. All right. So can you stand over there? Can you get the next slide up? So true generosity is when I give to give, not get recognition. So just give me a second here. I just gotta get something on to prove this. Got a nice little fleece thing here. It's a little hard to get on. But you know, the reason why I'm doing this is because this is how some of us look in our hearts when we're giving, okay? Got some sunglasses in my pocket somewhere here. All right, I'm just going to put it over my glasses. Sweet. So I look a little bit funny. But this is how some of us look in our hearts when we're giving. Okay, so Allie's just going to hold that there, and I'm going to show you what some of us look like. All right, that's what some of us look like in our hearts because we're doing it for people's praise. We're doing it for the wrong reasons. And God doesn't want that. Now I'm going to grab a broom and show what some of us look like when we're just serving. Yo, what's up? That's what some of us look like in our hearts when we're serving. We want people to see us. And honestly, this is a challenge for me. Every time I go to serve, I have to check my heart. I have to check my heart. Am I doing this for the right reasons or the wrong reasons? Some of us are even extra in our hearts, you know. We might, we might in our hearts, look like this when we're giving. So true generosity is when I give to give, not to get recognition. Let's do the next one. True generosity is when I give to give, not to get power. So to be honest, this is actually like the biggest spot where God wrecked me in preparing this because I was giving out of pride saying, well, you know, I did this for myself, God, so here you go. Here's my tithe. And that's not what God wants. I chose this jacket because it kind of makes me look a bit more rich, you know. Um, but some of us, we, we give because we have power. We've done something for ourselves. And, you know what? Success is not evil. It's not bad. If you've done the art of the, what is it, the art of the deal or whatever, whatever, that, whatever that book's called, um, you know, it's not bad. It's actually really good, but The thing I and you need to recognize is that God provided myself and you with the brains we have, and he's provided every opportunity I get in business, every opportunity that's come your way, he's provided. So in the midst of giving, some of us just kind of look really, we look really prideful in our hearts take a moment before you give to recognize that God's provided. Let's do the next one, and I'm going to need my friend Kimberly to come up for this. Kimberly's been coming here for a few weeks, I think, so give her a hand. Alright, so... True generosity is when I give to give, not to get more money. And I'm actually just going to take this away from you now. So I want you, Allie, to just stay stay there and just move over here. Face each other. All right. So pretend that I'm God right now. Don't bow down and worship me because I'm Quinn. But, you know, just for the sake of the object lesson. All right? So I give Allie $100. Allie, I want you to give that to Kimberly. It wasn't too hard for her to do that why because I gave it to her okay but here's what happens like sometimes we give up the wrong motive wanting to have more money so here's two so sometimes if we give up the wrong motive God's going to give us more but then we're going to hold on to what he's given us and run away with it Yet he wants to give us more to give see we're blessed to be a blessing and you can sit down thank you oh nice you give it back legit And you can go sit down too, Allie. Thank you. See, God does want to bless us, but it doesn't always mean he's going to give more money. He might give us more time, more connections, more people to pour into. And if I give with the motive of wanting more money back, that's not right. And God does bless people. You know, God might be blessing you with finances, but anytime you're blessed, it's to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing just watch your heart. And the next one. True generosity is when I give to give, not to get acceptance. This is what some of us look like in our hearts when we're giving. God, you tell me I have to tithe. Yet you, you you will hate me otherwise. Here here you go. We give out of a kind of a defeated attitude. We give of the misunderstanding of why we give in the first place. We give out of guilt and condemnation. See, I don't give because I need to get accepted by God. I give because God has accepted me. I give because God has given it all. Some of us here today are struggling with that guilt and condemnation. I would encourage you, don't give until you know who God is. And so you know that you are loved by him. He doesn't want you to give out of guilt. He doesn't want you to give because you have to. He wants you to give your time, finances, your talent, because you want to. It's a big difference between a have to and want to. You know, the bottom line here today is that, at the root of greed is somebody who does not believe that God is who he says he is if i'm greedy in any way whether it's with my money or with people recognizing me with power or trying to gain acceptance whatever it is at the root of that is i don't believe god is who he says he is you know who god is he is good he is faithful he is generous Come on, somebody, give God a shout of praise like you believe that. He is good. He is faithful. He is generous. He goes above and beyond. He gave it all on the cross. He is worthy of our praise and our worship. I don't give to God because I have to. I don't serve because I have to. I do it because I want to. Man, guilt is a terrible motivator. Fear is a terrible motivator. You know what's a great motivator? Faith. You know what faith is? I trust God. <laughs> and I'm willing to actually do the actions like I believe that. But this is all about the heart. This all starts in the heart. And we're not, we're not saying that, okay, you gotta give your money to the church. You have to. It says so in the Bible. The purpose of why giving's even a thing. Like, like think about this for a second, okay? God doesn't need our money. He doesn't. Do you think like the golden streets in heaven, you know, they need, they need your paycheck to get that like no god can just say it and it's made so maybe giving is something that god invented not for his sake not even for the you know this building's sake maybe it's for your sake maybe it's for my sake maybe god knows there's something that gets broken inside of us when we start to trust finances possessions fame Validation, recognition, acceptance. When you start to trust those things over God, maybe He knows there's something broken. Maybe that's why giving is even a thing in the Bible. Maybe that's why it's actually something God instituted. It's not for His sake, it's for my sake, it's for your sake. We need to get a new perspective on finances. We need to get a new perspective on time, on money. We need to get a new perspective on these things. We're at 25 years at this church. Come on, somebody. Clap your hands. Like, that's good. We're 25 years in. And God has done incredible things so far through this church. And I believe he wants to do so much more. But I don't believe it's going to happen because we're doing more. I believe it's going to happen because God grabs a hold of our hearts and transforms us even more. I believe that even if we do little in the community, it's going to make a big impact. Why? because our hearts are the things God has. I'm not doing it because the pastor told me to. I'm not doing it because the person in announcement said, okay, we need volunteers. I'm doing it because I want to. I'm doing it with joy, with expectation. I'm doing it because God has given me an opportunity to give. Come on, does God have a hold of your heart? Is there guilt or condemnation inside of there? Man, he doesn't want us to give because we have to. He wants it to be because we want to. My action step today is this. Check your heart as you do your part. Because yeah, there are things to do. There are places to give, but before you do that, check your heart. Check your heart for those things. Are you doing it for the wrong reasons? Because God does not want us to be motivated by guilt or obligation or trying to gain something that he's already given us. He wants us to do it freely. That's what he wants, code blue. It's a matter of the heart. Matthew 23, 23, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. Um, He says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees? Hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. Jesus, that's hard. (laughs) But you ignore the, the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So Jesus doesn't say, yeah, don't tithe. He says, yeah, do it, but don't neglect the more important things. And what is God always after when he asks for our obedience? He's after our hearts. That's what God is after. That's what, is, that's what he's been after since the Old Testament in the Bible. And he's, it's the same now in the New Testament. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's after our hearts. He doesn't want us to do the right thing for the wrong reasons. He wants us to give because he is generous. He is good. He is provider and he has given it all. Does God have your heart? Does God have your heart? And man, if if you're a guest here today, the reason why we're even here and why we even exist as an organization is because Jesus Christ, who is God, gave it all for me and for you. There's this thing called sin, which is basically disobedience to God, or missing the mark, that has separated us from God, being in relationship with Him. Did you know that each and every single one of us is created to be in relationship with God, to actually know Him personally? And this thing called sin separated us from God, but God Himself came in human form, died on a torture device called a cross, rose from the dead three days later, And because of that, if we accept what he's done for us, we can know who God is and be in relationship with God and be forgiven of those sins. All you've got to do is trust in Jesus Christ, trust in God for that salvation. Nothing I can do, nothing you can do can get you salvation, can get you saved. No other religion, even though there might be a little bit of truth in those religions, can actually get you saved. Jesus said the way to death is wide and the way to life is narrow. The only way is through Jesus Christ. Man, if you'll just say with your mouth, God, I trust you to be saved. I am a sinner, I need need you for, for my salvation. Man, you don't have to say those exact words, but if you say that from your heart, you'll be saved. Nothing you can do will get you saved. Only what he has done will get you saved. And the reason why we're even talking about giving is because I give to God. I give because he gave it all. That's why we're talking about this. So if you need help doing that, you can come see me at the front here. Or if you've done that, let me know, and I'll gladly get you connected here in this church. Now, you guys might have noticed there's like paper and pens on some of the seats. Um, Because you can can hear a a good sermon. It can be powerful. You can get your heart touched. But sometimes what happens with me is I kind of forget about it after I go out. Like I remember a little bit. I'm like, wow, that was powerful. But I forget about it. So the reason why there's papers and pens on the seats is because I want us to actually make an, a plan. So grab those papers, grab those pens, and I want you to write down the name of a person that you can either give your time, your money to, a talent to, that they won't be able to repay you. And maybe, maybe you've been convicted to give start tithing here at the church. Write, write that down. Whatever God has put on your heart to do, I want you to actually apply this and you will be incredible to hear at the end of this series testimonies of what God has done. Come on. We don't just come to church to play church. This is not just a religious service. This is real. And God wants to do something. God wants to do something more than just on Sunday service. He wants to do it throughout the week. So write down the name of somebody that you can give to. And I want to hear what God has done. Before the series is over. And this is just for you. I'm not, we're not going to collect any of these. This is for you. This is your action plan. So please write that down. If you don't have paper for some reason or a pen, you can use your phone or borrow a pen from your neighbor. But yeah, go ahead and do that. And we're going to go into worship and just ask God, where's my heart at? And He'll show you. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Well, we hope you got a lot out of today's sermon. If you'd like to connect with us, please feel free to check out our website at frvc.ca. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Have a great day, everyone.